Pastor Kirk, welcome back to Talking Church. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here. Excited. We lead the River Valley podcast for our own church. Yeah, co-host. Yeah, we've been co-hosting it audio only for now, but who knows when I'll start video, but we've been doing that for our church, so we get to do this every week, but I said, we got to do this for Talking Church, because it's been a while since you've been on this one and our network and all those who are listening. It's Talking Church has a different budget than <laughs> River Valley podcast, <laughs> where you get to have a for little now. video action. So I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. yeah. Today awesome. I want to talk about something that you're really good at, which is starting something. There's a great book. I don't know if you've read it. It's called Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Oh, I, would, I would recommend, but it's all about how going from zero to one, you have nothing yep. and then you start something. You started, you launched our Minneapolis campus, which is now our city campus. You launched our young adult ministry, uh, was called 20 plus at the time and now River Valley Young Adults. Yep. Uh, you've launched multiple podcasts on your own. Uh, helping launch the River Valley podcast. You've helped other campuses launch. There's a lot of things that you've helped launch. A lot of questions that I get from pastors is how do you launch a campus? Just yep. people in general, maybe they're thinking of launching a new habit or launching a a new initiative or maybe a podcast of their own, whatever it is. Yep. But they want to start something and they don't know where to start from getting started. And you've started a lot of things and you've handed them off and uh, you you're kind of a serial church entrepreneur if you <laughs> if you'd call it that. But now you're uh, one of our executive pastors overseeing a bunch of areas of ministry. But when when you when it comes to launching, why do you keep doing that, and what excites you about that? Where other people maybe are afraid. Yeah. Uh, again, thanks for having me. I I love the topic. It is naturally the way that I'm wired is to think about uh, what is new, what is next, what's upcoming, what's not yet. Um, it's it's a little bit like I, I think about who our God is in, in regards to he created the world, the universe out of nothing. Uh, he has that quality to start something brand new. Um, it's a powerful and supernatural thing. And I think every every human has the power to be like our God in that sense, to create something new. Um, I'll, I'll, before I talk about starting something, I also just want to value a long obedience in the same direction, which mm-hmm. is um, a book by Eugene Peterson that's really about the Psalms of Ascent and the Jewish people walking to Jerusalem singing these songs. But the the title is incredible, just the faithfulness of doing the same thing for a long period of time. And a lot of times we'll overestimate what God will do in a short amount of time and underestimate what he'll do in a long amount of time. And as I've had the privilege to serve at River Valley, starting different ministries or campuses or podcasts, and and, and on a micro level, uh, starting a Monday night service or or uh, you know just I just had this thing in me, just this inkling of like, I wonder if people aren't getting baptized because we're actually putting too many hurdles in front of them. And what if they just got baptized in their street clothes and let's just do it now and let's just start trying something new. Um, that's like a micro example that I, 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 I love that. I've had the privilege to do that, but at the same time, I've been doing the same thing for 13 years at River Valley. And so right. starting something, starting new things does not mean lack of faithfulness or always uprooting. I've been planted while starting new things, and I have the privilege privilege to be planted at River Valley. Um, I just, I wanted to say that 
first uh, because faithfulness is still involved, planted is still involved, and uh, it's really Pastor Rob allowing the space to be able to start new things within River Valley Church. I think, I think um, you know, I, I forget now the original question, also the way my brain works, but when I think about starting new things, it's, it's, I, it's identifying that God is a creator, and we should create new things. What got us here won't get us there. That's a, that's another leadership book or a leadership principle that um, the the Word of God is is eternal, never changing. God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. At the same time, our the the world that we are in is is changing. Technology is changing. The way to reach people is different with the same gospel message of Jesus Christ. So I'm super passionate about the the unknown. I, I think part of it also is this this temperament to be a learner. Like, do I think I have it all together? Do I think I know every good idea? Do I think the way we've always done it is the right thing? No, I, I I'm open to new ideas, and I'm constantly trying to learn. Uh, f- to, to try to gain that new idea, to reach new new people, lost people. What can we do to be more effective? Um, and so a, a lot of that energy is through the lens of of eventually starting something brand new. So, um, yeah, I, I'm passionate about pioneering. I'm passionate about going into the unknown. Into the un... Um, no, I won't sing it. <laughs> um, I'm passionate about the topic. What's that song? So, uh, from Frozen, man. Into oh, the Unknown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No kids versus kids. That's yeah. the big difference. We've, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that you also started when, because you started here as a worship leader. Yep. And you helped start River Valley Worship with Pastor Ryan. So there's a lot of different things, but we were talking yesterday actually in a meeting, and there's a new initiative that we're taking on a partnership. And Terry brought up, like, so what documentation do we have yeah. around that? All the things that you just laid out. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, we, what I just said, like, that's the documentation. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, what, yes. what else do you need? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that we talked about, and I shared this with you, but there are people that are not like you, that are afraid to start something, that are, that are worried about maybe the liability or they need a process, they need a system. When you get something started, and again, there's a lot of different things you've done. Yep. What is your process and to get people on board with you? Because there are certain people that are like you that are just, they're going to jump in. If you say you're going left, they're going left, yep. right? And they're just excited to be on the journey. They trust you as a leader. There's other people, they need the plan. They need the structure. They need that. That's why we're grateful that we have different people on our leadership team that bring different gifts to the table. But talk about in some of the initiatives, maybe there's specific examples you can think of with some of the things I listed or just general principles of how do you get people on board, whether it's yep. a pastor trying to start a new thing or, again, someone trying to shift their job or make it an impact at their work or whatever it is, but they're trying to start something new. How do you get others involved just from you're excited about it, then what? Yeah, it's a great question, and it's a huge problem. I think uh, there, there are some things you start that requires nobody to be involved. You're just doing it because the Lord told you to do it, which I think is awesome. I, a lot of art is that way. Like, I'm I'm not making the art for anybody but the Lord. Like, that's, that's, that's awesome. But a ton of ministry has to do with, like, no, this is about— reaching more people. And we need people on board. Like, I cannot do this by myself. Um, A ton of church building is not just centered around one person carrying all of the weight. So uh, it requires getting people on board. And I I think about it uh, through the lens of starting ministry. Um, I I had been a worship leader on staff at River Valley. And, you know, I had you know, you reference River Valley Worship a period of time, but I, I didn't, I wasn't positioned to like start 
something and have to have to get people on board all this until starting our young adult ministry called 20 plus at the time and it was actually an incredible experience something that i had never experienced before having that level of ownership pastor rob was like hey kirk you uh you feel free you know get a vision and and start it and i i remember meeting with uh justin mack one of our pastors who's still on staff couple weeks later, I was like, so when are we going to meet again? He was in that initial meeting. I was like, when are we going to meet again and talk more about like, how are we going to do this? And he goes, no, you misunderstood. Nobody's going to help you. You, you have like, you tell us what we're doing. And I was like, what? I and thought we were all kind time? of collaborative, like, um, like 22 or I was probably 22 yeah. or 23, maybe. Yes. Yeah, so you never. Um, Never no, I've never had my hands on it as a tip of the spear leader to get a vision and to implement that vision and get people on board. And it was just a stark thing of like, there are a lot of people, I've met pastorally with people that are like, hey, I've got this idea. Hey, could we try this? And I've always been like, yeah, you do it. You should do it. And then they meet a month later and they're like, hey, I, are we thinking about, and it's like, no, you should do that. I, I would say this to the the person listening, like, if you're in the position of being a pastor or starting something new, and maybe you're already down the track of you know that you know, it's like a it's just a reminder, like God has placed it on your shoulders to get this thing off off the ground. I remember I needed to get a vision and I was on a road trip and I was listening to worship music and I was just kind of like zoned out on a road trip and all of a sudden like ideas, like it it felt like things were dropping from heaven. I got a vision for the first time for a ministry that didn't exist prior. That I felt like it, it's not it's not that I invented this. It's like other churches may have been doing different things, but unbeknownst to me, like I felt like I was receiving it from the Lord. Like, what if we tried this? And what about this? And and I I started to see this path to launching something. And so uh, you got to get a vision first, but then to get people the, when you're launching a campus or when you're launching a ministry or you're doing a brand new thing, I really think the Lord leads. Or, or builds things through leaders and through influencers and through through leadership just in general. Those principles, not high, not not like so much hierarchical or like power structures, but I do think like when I've launched a campus or a ministry, I've thought about like who are the natural influencers that are already here that I know that I can cast this vision. I can get those influencers on board. Like they have a sphere of influence. They have a group of friends. They have a community. They're already, they have this reach that's natural beyond my natural reach. I'm going to get the influencers on board first. And how do I do that? I'm going to provide ways of ownership. So they're going to have a position of leadership. They're going to have responsibility. Initially when we were launching Young Adults, like we just did photo shoots and I asked those influential people, uh, to be a part of the photo shoots. And it's funny when you take a picture of somebody and they're on the marketing material, how much more likely they are to share it. You know, right. it's yeah, like, it's like they're in the picture. They're more likely to share it. And, and it's not a manipulation. It's, 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 I think we can do that not just in photo shoots, but when you're building teams and when you're uh, creating leadership positions and when you're getting ready to market and when you're strategizing to build teams, all of that. Uh, I think in church building, it looks like small group leaders. It looks like serve team leaders. 
Um, it, it looks like, uh, th- there's a whole nother thing, but getting people on board, uh, your dad talks about the power of a whisper. Um, it's, it's like a weird twist on gossip, if you will, like, if, you yeah. know, not the sin of gossip, but it's like, there's good news and there's prophetic news and there's this pioneering that's happening. And can I get the influencers on board first so that it feels like, like they, they're, they're in on it early. Like this thing that's coming that nobody knows about. We haven't publicly, publicly announced it. You just whispered that we're on the brink of a brand new partnership that nobody knows about. And so what is that? And, well, and it, when is that coming? And when are we going to do it? When people find out that they're in early, they're more likely, again, it's a weird take on gossip. Like they're, they're going to start whispering it themselves. Like, Hey, did you hear this? Do you hear this? And when it does become the publicly announced thing, it's like, I knew about that early. I I've got this more ownership to to want to see this thing succeed. Well, it's something that you and both my dad are masters in, and I think I, I, I'm some. I've learned from him, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, so. but but you do it well, and you know what can be shared and what can't be shared. But I would say the gray area things, you and my dad both lean towards. Let's share them. Because and and yeah. I'm we're talking about good news here. When it's bad news, we t- we keep it close. And I we, haven't we, lost my job yet. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's a little risky. No, but it's true that nowadays the power of information, getting information first. I mean, news stations have wanted that for years. They want information first, information first. Yeah, but with well, they pay me- for exclusive rights to right. have it. Right, with social media, it's who who posts it first, who's sharing the up to date with Twitter. It's right now. What is happening? I want to know right now. Uh, but but it's funny. You read the Bible. Jesus knew this when he heals the leper. He says, "Don't tell anyone." Or he heals uh, the 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 layman. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, he's smart. He's smart because he knew if you tell him not to tell anyone, he's going to tell it. It's human everyone. nature. Right. It, that is human nature. I think Jesus was genuinely like the time was not yet to be crucified, right. and but he knew I there mean, was had to know. there was good news to spread like wildfire. But everyone everyone gives themselves permission to tell one person something. Yeah. Everyone does it. And so that's why gossip spread. That's why it, it goes out is because everyone gives themselves permission. And I think in in your case with launching something, give don't hold things too close to the vest to where nobody can get excited about telling somebody else. Because nobody like if, if you said, hey, have you seen that that video from two years ago? It's that like that Mason Ramsey kid, it's like, what are you talking about? That's so old. Like, I, I can't believe I even <laughs> thought of that. But you, you just whatever it is. I'm a huge Mason yeah. Ramsey fan, to just be honest. Uh, Lil Hank Williams, you know what I'm saying? Um, but whatever whatever it is, if you bring up something from a long time ago, people, mm-hmm. where have you been? I, I you know brought up a song the, the other day to my brother-in-law. He's like, of course I've heard that. Um, but if you're the first person to bring it up to them, there's a value. There's a, a confidence that that brings for people. So yep. if you give it out to your leaders, hey— just want you to know that so and so is speaking at our conference, or we're launching this new initiative, or you know, hey, the, the episode drops this week, or whatever it is. Yep. Then people, oh, okay, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell one person, I'm gonna start the wave, and rather than keeping it tight to the vest, and then you post it on Instagram, and your leaders didn't even know, right? Yep. You have to bring them on the journey. I think, I like, I'm fascinated by people like Elon Musk, who's obviously a successful. Businessman, entrepreneur, CEO, aren't you reading his whatever. biography right now? Finished. Oh, you and, finished it. And there's so many like leadership principles that I think could apply to godly men and women as they build church. But, um, you know, he focuses on a product. It's funny Tesla doesn't spend much on marketing at all. Uh, they believe in the product so much. Um, and I'm not opposed to marketing, especially uh, getting the word out that Jesus is alive and well and that sins can be forgiven. But um, I think different church leaders 
are skilled in different areas. And what we're talking about requires a skill, not just in the product, the, you know, what's the product of the church? It should be the gospel. It could be also your weekend services and the excellence of your worship and kids ministry and is the parking lot, uh, have enough parking spaces. Like, like what's the product of what you're building? If it's a campus, if it's a church, if it's a ministry, if it's a podcast, what's the product making that product really, really good. But I think, uh, a lot of people focus like Elon Musk just on that product saying the product's going to sell itself. Well, there's tons of things that have been created that are great that go nowhere. Right. Um, and so there is a requirement, I think, in ministry, the ability to do what we're talking about is get you have to figure out that path to get people involved. And I'm, I'm saying uh, a, a lot of ministries that I've seen start and fail are the ones that cast the broadest net. Well, we just want to make sure that everybody's got to be involved and make it accessible to everybody. And that's usually the ministry that, like, serves crappy coffee. And can you say that? I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Just, like, pretzel thins and and grapes, and they play, like, uh, uh, you know— weird music in the background like it's like they 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 created the net so broadly that it's the product is ends up being unattractive to especially the the influencers the people that are going to reach more people and so then the ministry ends up failing uh, and I and I don't know if you like pretzel thins I'm sorry but um <laughs> what I'm saying is actually cast a specific net like who who are we trying to reach and who are those influencers and who like what's my natural reach and are those people on board you know is my family on board like i'm building this church and my family doesn't even like it you know first of all do you like it does your family like it do your friends like it are they in uh are they in and on board ready to give their lives to this greatest product of all time called the gospel message of jesus christ if the answer is no, you gotta you gotta retool the product. But if the answer is yes, then it's a specific net. Then you then uh, when when you cast a, a specific net or a specific line, I think that that has the best opportunity to spread to the fringes of humanity or the people that you're trying to reach in your community, uh, the marginalized. I think that that's the better approach to reach more people than to cast a, a wide net realizing that we caught a few people here and there, but we definitely didn't ke- uh, catch the specific people that we were called to reach. So right. I don't know if that makes much sense. No, it's um, so it's so true. that's how I see it in my brain. I, I struggle with it too, and I think everyone does, to where they're, they're trying to cast a wider net because they feel that their audience could be bigger because the message they have or the, the product they have or the restaurant they have or whatever yep. it is. Everyone would love this or so many people would love this. But the problem is there's too much noise, right? There's yep. just too many other things that are competing for the, for the attention. I, I remember I was thinking about social media and, you know, okay, why are our posts not getting as many shares or whatever it is? And I was on a plane. I was just writing a bunch of thoughts out. And I remember writing, would I share this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What – what is it about the restaurants that you tell people about when they come to visit your city? You say you got to go there. Yep. What is it about the 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 musical or the play or the movie or or the thing that you went to see? Oh, that Broadway show was incredible. You have to if it comes to town, you got to see it. Yep. Or or that movie was incredible. Or what makes you click share on social media? I think oftentimes we create something with in without people in mind, right? Yep. That 
no, that, that's a human being across the screen. That's a human being showing up to your restaurant, showing up to your church, showing up to your organization, that they have the same emotions that you do. And why would they tell somebody if, you, if you're too embarrassed to even post about it? Yep. If you're too embarrassed to even, maybe you're a pastor, you haven't ever invited anyone to your church. You're just relying on other people. You don't, you're embarrassed to say it. Now, I understand that's a real tension for people, but I think that's something that if if you're going to launch something, if you're going to make something happen, yep. and you're not even confident enough to tell the world about yep. it, then why would you expect that your followers would do the same, right? Yep. yep. No, it's true. I, I'm There's... There's a ton of that I'm thinking about on that, and I also just want to, I want to do two things: is like reverse back to the beginning of the conversation and fast forward to the end. Is like things that I've started. Um, not, not all of them have shut down because I went to start something else, but but delegated authority right. and transition. And there's a new campus pastor. There's a new ministry leader. You took young adults after I did, um, and so it starting thing. Starting new things doesn't mean that the previous thing has to die either. Sometimes they do die, and 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 they need to because of the new thing that's happening. Right. Um, but starting new things doesn't automatically mean death. It it could mean that you're actually raising up more leadership opportunity, more position for people to operate in their gifts, uh, equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, all of that. So I that's part of the reason why I love starting things new, not because. Not because I'm going to carry it long term, but because somebody else is going to step into their gift to carry it for the long haul. Right. Um, so that's the fast forward. The re- the rewind is what Pastor Rob teaches all the time. Like we've not thought of every billion dollar idea. We've not thought of every uh, every effective, the most effective way to reach people right now. Like there's new. God has every idea, every new thing to pioneer. And God is doing a new thing, and He wants to do a new thing, and there is a next thing. And it doesn't mean the gospel's changing, doesn't mean the word of God's changing. But, but you know, there might be somebody listening of like, why, why should we be so fascinated about starting new things? Why, like, we should just stay faithful? And it's like, no, God has new things for us. He wants us to pioneer. He wants us to create. He wants us to be more effective. And you might say, I am effective. We, we grew by X percent or whatever. Like, well, what if what if it was possible that because you pioneered something that your percentage of growth was double or 10 times and, and you want to reject starting something new because you were, you were successful at your 5% growth or whatever, whatever it was, like, praise God for the growth, but what if there was an idea that was a hundred times more effective? Right. I w- I want to explore that. I that's that is the prophetic. That is the future thinking. That's seeing the golden opportunity and and the thing that God wants to do. I think the kingdom is now and not yet. Um. So I'm just kind of trying to inspire somebody that's listening. Like the way that you've always done something and um. God might want you to start something brand new and and really pray into that and search it out and and learn like be in the constant state of like learning 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 um and all of a sudden from heaven an idea like whoa this is what I was made for or this is the next thing for our family or this is the next move for our church or this is the restructuring of our staff or this is the new tweak to our bylaws with our board that like Ideas can drop from heaven when you open your mind to like 
what could happen? Is there an idea out there that's that could be a hundred times more effective uh, in reaching lost people? So, um, yeah, start start more, and it doesn't automatically mean that the thing has to die. Um, and in in the middle is hopefully ministering to a a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there was a I'm kind of switching gears unless you want to interject okay. there, okay. but um, there was a coaching session that I I went through a few years ago, like a like a life plan. And they ran ran me through a module of just different ways people are wired and, and tempered. And I, I think if I can remember it all, some people are grinders, some people are minders, uh, some people are uh, keepers, some people are uh, finders, and I'm trying to think of the last one. But the point is some people are like grinders. Grinders are like people that are wired in a way that they're they're like factory workers. Like they're good clocking in at the same time. They eat the same breakfast, same lunch, same dinner every year or every day. Um, they, they do the same task over and over. And their their brains are wired in a way that that's like – that fulfills them. That they, they love that and praise God for the grinders, especially in ministry, people that have done the same thing year over year over year like – it's an incredible testimony that you did this for 30 years, this ministry for 30 years, and it was the same way, and that's the, what the Lord had. Awesome. Um, minders are people that are a little bit like that but have a little bit more nuance to their schedule. They might have a different lunch each day um, or something like that. They got a little spice in their life. Um, keepers are the people that um, they, they stay in a position of leadership. Um, so they start a ministry and they stay there for a long time. Some people are wired that way. It's like they start something and they stay in that position for a long time and praise God for that. And I'm sharing this to say like, how has God wired you and to be okay with that? It doesn't mean it puts you in a box, but it's just like, I I feel like finders is the one that I identified with the most is finders are the people that can start something brand new and then find the right person to repl- like I started something and what's the who's the right person to be the keeper in my position right. um, so that I can go start something brand new and so that's something that I've been passionate about that's that's really the nature of apostolic ministry I'm not saying I'm an apostle I'm just saying uh, when, when it's fivefold fivefold ministry Pastor Rob is is apostolic in nature that he starts things. Brand new, cast a fresh vision. We just did it with one day to feed the world. Like if River Valley's not doing enough, we're st- we're starting and we're gonna do a brand new thing. That in over the course of less than fourteen days, I think ten days, our church gave a million dollars unplanned, sacrificial giving to feed the world. We've never done it before, and if River Valley's not doing enough. Your dad's like, hey, we're going to start something brand new. Like, that's who he is. Um, and I think it's just understanding also how did God wire you. doesn't mean you can't create if you're not a, a finder or a keeper. Um, you can't. Everybody can create. But also not – if you're not wired like me, you're not less than me. There's a lot of things that I'm not good at, like grinding it out day after day, doing the same thing. That is necessary, what you're referencing in regards to – the, the, the new partnership that we've yet to announce. And, and Terry was like, where's the policy? Praise God for the policy people. Praise God for the spreadsheet people. Praise God for the people that they, they don't have a passion to pioneer something brand new, but they want to step into something that's clear boundaries, clear job description, uh, security for their family, and I'll do this happily for a decade. 
praise God for those people. Um, I'm not wired that way, but I'll I'll do whatever the Lord asks me to do. When and I think that sometimes different seasons call for different skill sets. Like there is a wiring of that's obvious for people, but I also think like in my own life, there are times where I've been that person that is, hey, I'm, I feel like I'm I'm keeping this on track for a while. There's other times where I feel like, oh, now is the time where I need to find someone to replace me. And so I think for those listening, they aren't, you know, like any personality test, it's not a a barrier or a box, but it's a, hey, what is, what is my best skill set? What is the talents that God's given me to allow me to do that? It doesn't mean, you know, for anyone listening, maybe they're on our staff, oh, great. Well, I don't need to use Slack or I don't need to use the tools we use because I'm different. It's not that, but it's recognizing what is it that God's gifted you to do? Yep. And I think the the last thing here before we end, how do you know when something's a bad idea? Because I think sometimes you get really passionate about it, and I've been this way before, super passionate, super excited, and you're trying to convince people, you're trying to have influence, but it's just in a, it's it's maybe it's new and it's bad, or maybe you've been doing it like you referenced earlier, you've been doing it for a long time, and it's just hit its end. What are things you've done to notice? Is this a bad idea, or is this time to to call it a day? Yep. Uh, yeah. Good question. I I think in the context of ministry and just being a Christ follower, it's a bad idea when it's all about you. Just it's a bad idea. It doesn't matter how good the idea is. It's just it's a bad idea for you to do that. Right. Right. Uh, when it's all about you, it's also a bad idea when it's out of alignment with your lead pastor. So there is leadership structure. There is spiritual authority. There's a reason you have a lead pastor. And if it's not the lead pastor's vision, then it's a bad idea. It's not going to work. Um, there's way there's different ways to lead up than to just start something knowing that my leader is not for this or it's not within their vision. So. Um, those are some clear indicators. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea if it's not biblical. It's a bad idea. Um, uh, for for other reasons, it's bad when um, everybody around you, the people that God's assembled around you, whether it's team, whether it's friends, family, in, influential people just in your uh, sphere of influence, when they're like, it's a bad idea. Um, I think it takes humility to just have an idea and then and then tank it. But at the same time, if you're going to be a good starter, you need to be also good at letting go of something that you thought was good that you're realizing is not good. Like sometimes we hang on to things way too tight. That's a control thing. And usually that's when it's about us. It's like it's hurting my pride to kill something that I think is a good idea, but I'm realizing and I'm not willing to eat that humble pie or that pill. I can't take it. So I'm just going to drive it into the ground. And there are tons of churches. I mean, tons of churches that were booming back in the day that because either they're not starting something brand new or they're not changing and it's, it's lacking humility in the leader that it's just a, it's a slow death. And, Praise God that there's good ministry happening on the way to death, but it is sad to see a church that is in slow decline because there's not a leader that's uh, willing to say, hey, what we've been doing, it was a good idea at one point, but it's no longer the idea that we need to do now, and they're unwilling to cut good ministry to then start something that is the God thing that allows them to not reinvent the gospel, but reinvent their method to reach new people. And so, um, yeah, those are some insights of, you know, it just takes humility, I think. That's Um, great. Before we end, do you have a whisper 
something that something that you can tell us that we can get excited about that's happening in our church that's just maybe maybe yeah. it's not out yet maybe I didn't ask you this beforehand I'm just I'm cur- I'm curious I have a few things that in mind maybe there's things I don't even know that you could just whisper whisper to the people listening yeah I, I mean what I'm about to say it doesn't mean it's the gospel truth and I am not our lead pastor but I, I will say uh, we have plans to launch new campuses in the Twin Cities we have plans to partner with other churches uh, that have it in their heart. They love our values. They love our vision as a church, and they're tired of doing it alone. Doesn't mean it's a rescue mission, but they go, we want to do it with River Valley in a closer way. So we're creating a pathway that churches could actually become River Valley churches, different than River Valley campuses. We may call them campuses, but uh, two models of multi-site. And so that is, we have clear path to launch new campuses in the Twin Cities and to have River Valley churches around the country and internationally as well. So those are new things uh, that we're going after. I'll also say just creatively, this is something that I'm passionate about that I know that our creative team is dreaming about. It's like, how do we get more out faster? Um, We're living in a different technological age and how do we get more out faster? Uh, Because there is something special on our church creatively um, that is going to, it's going to require... pioneering new ways to do things, whether that's songwriting, recording, releasing, uh, whether that's how we do film, whether that's how we do social media, whether that's how we do digital marketing. I think that there is, it's, there's a new day of re-engineering and re-pioneering. How do we get more out faster? God is doing way too much in our church uh, for us to um, live within our current systems and structures. Um, I just think, I think, how do we get more out faster? Mm-hmm. I don't have the answer to that, but I'm excited to see what we pioneer as a team together. It's awesome. Well, I'm excited for what's ahead, excited to be a part of it and all those listening as they jump in and follow along and be a part of our network. And maybe they're one of those churches out there yep. that's going to partner with us all around the world. So can't if, wait. if you are, <laughs> we are, we are serious about it. Like it's not about building a river Valley kingdom. It's about, we believe in the way that we're doing church. And I love obviously our vision and values. I love that we're a missions church. I love where we're a spirit filled church. And I love that we're a next generation church. I love that we're a creative church. Like it's, it's, genuinely we care about all of those different things and if you're a church out there that's like we love and lean into river valley there is a path being created and there's a church that's already on board and so i'm not going to release the information now but there's a there is a church becoming river valley church and we would love to have that conversation with you if you are listening just dm kirk on instagram okay (laughs) yeah i don't know if that's the appropriate path you can dm you heard it here first yeah yeah. you can email (laughs) logan.ketterling at rivervalley.org thank you thank you well appreciate this as always and uh love to see your dms flooded 